Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we are. Jarrell Rochelle in the building. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, brother. It's good to have you. Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we're going to jump right in. And and as always, when we we start the show, I always have the guests introduce themselves, give a a quick elevator pitch to the people who might not know who they are. And I always call them out for not knowing already. Okay, cool. But um, yeah, why not introduce <laughs> I'm gonna yourself? I'm going to try my best. You know what I'm saying? So I am Jerome Rochelle. I am happily married to my wife, Madeline Rochelle. And we have a sweet baby girl of two years old. And her name is Adeline Rochelle. I originally come from Houston, Texas. I've been a professional dancer for about 15 years. And right now in the great city of Greenville, we are working on launching our brand Express Vibe, mm-hmm. which is basically in essence a way for um, a safe, we create safe environments for people, teens, young adults, children to express themselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what we're working on. I love every little bit of that, man. And like I said before, did my research and I saw, okay, so you think you could dance, TED Talks, um, traveling. I've seen you do dance competitions around the country. And of course, as you mentioned, Express Vibes. So Mm -hmm. all of that surrounded by dancing. So clearly you're not afraid to be in front of people oh nah nah i mean i mean even when i was little so like i'll take take us back to the fourth grade right Mm -hmm. so everybody was doing this um you know you know you have recitals and you know all that (laughs) other stuff end of the year specials and uh we were doing ain't no mountain high enough and that was like the group thing this is larchmont new jersey right yeah and so we're sitting there and uh the teacher was like does anybody have any talents or abilities that they can do and i'm like hand goes up it goes up immediately <laughs> and and so they're like well what can you do and then i should you know i've been working on my michael jackson moonwalk you know what i'm saying yeah so then i busted it out you know what i'm saying they were like okay we're gonna put you right in the front so this is what happens we're in this auditorium right everybody's going ymca and i remember it i was nervous this is the first time i ever danced in front of people yeah so i came out on stage and they were like Drow, go 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 I'm like, cool. As soon as I stepped up, I said, whoop, I just started floating. Yeah. And then everybody was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) that was my favorite part. Because, you know, everybody likes Michael Jackson. Of course. And so, like, literally from that point forward, it was like, yo, I I have a gift and I want to be able to use it. And it just kept going. And this was at a very young age. Fourth grade. Bitch, you fourth grade. Fourth grade. And then so you talk about years and years in your dancing career and yeah. that's led to so many other things that we can unpack and talk mm-hmm. about but i guess you know with no rain no rainbows there's always trials and tribulations <laughs> along the way yeah. people can look at your social media now they look at where you are they yeah. look at the the accolades of okay ted talk everything you've done yeah i mean along the way learning how to dance how did that first kind of start did it come naturally from the get-go well what no actually it didn't uh first my first inspiration i never said this like on a public forum but my first inspiration for dance was my brother and my cousin uh so my brother jordan and my cousin jason and i used to always see them dance and my brother says he's a terrible dancer but i i don't know if he knows it but like literally that inspired me and my cousin jason he's always been like just an incredible dancer and so from there i saw them but there was one thing that caught my attention uh, my dad was in the military right mm-hmm. so we moved uh to hawaii fortunately you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying not many many people have gone there 
And um, we were on base, and there was this kid named CJ, and he had, a, do you know, you know the Jordan 11th? Yeah. Like the most coveted Jordan shoe of all time. <laughs> he had them, and he was like, "I gotta show you something." Same move, the moonwalk. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, I gotta get the moonwalk down. Like, I cannot." And I practiced it for three months straight because I couldn't get it at first. Mm-hmm. And then when once I got it. Then I was like, I got to do it everywhere. So I'd be in the supermarket just moonwalking, yeah. elevator moonwalking. Mom was like, stop moonwalking. <laughs> but I was like, I can't. And I think for me, dance has always been, because I've always had a lot of energy. Yeah. So like dance for me has always been that release to not sit still. Because if I didn't, then I'd be, you know, bouncing off the walls. Fidgeting and, around. Exactly. So I, I'd be dancing in class and dancing yeah you know, everywhere. And it, it just gave me like a place to put my energy. It was so, an outlet, right? Creatively. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it was, it was definitely an outlet. And what I loved something you said before about with the, the moonwalk, how you, you practiced it for so long before you exposed it. Yeah. And the thing I realized with dance, what I love so much about dance, when I see someone come out and they perform and they go through a routine that's smooth, like you see a dance and you, like I'm getting chills now thinking yeah. about it. You, like you just, ooh, that hits. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. And it just comes so natural. Like they're in a state of flow doing yeah. it. And the thing I appreciate about that so much is like, okay, that didn't happen overnight. They didn't just come out here. They probably meticulously went through that before they came out on stage what is it you try what message do you try and send when you get out on stage and dance i think i think for me it's like the most powerful and impactful moments that i've shared with someone have always been in private mm-hmm. and it it wasn't necessarily tied to um you know accolade or you know the response or whatever but it's those moments where I really have a message and I have something to say. Yeah. May it be connected to God. May it be connected to how I feel about, you know, my wife or my daughter. Like those intimate moments where I'm like showing them how I feel about them or telling them a message that may be encouraging or whatever it is. Like I try to say, like, you can do more with your dance than the physical. You can touch people's souls. You can wow. you can be spiritual with it. And move people in that way. I mean, just this past event at Express Vibe, I, um, for the first time, I danced to a Bible scripture in the uh, thing. And it was talking about like healing and forgiveness and all that other stuff. And I walked up to this man and I just grabbed his hand. Yeah. And I, I did, wasn't, you know, it wasn't choreographed. I just grabbed his hand and I shook it and I shook it. And I was like, I was just, in, you know, just sh- showing that love, giving that love. And I saw his eyes start to water. Wow. And it's because, like, you know, when you feel something on the inside, you can communicate it and push it outwards. And a lot of people think dance is physical, but it's really spiritual. Mm. Like, and the more that you know that, the more you're able to push out uh, love, goodness, kindness, all those things. And then when somebody looks at it, that's what they're seeing and that's what they're feeling and that's what they're experiencing. So for me, I just, anytime I express myself and I, let myself be honest and open. Yeah. Those are, that's the, that's the juice. Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the vulnerability, like yeah. you open up and people just, they connect with that yeah. right away. And then they feel, they feel like they can be themselves too, because how are you not going to be yourself around somebody who's there themselves a hundred percent? Yeah. Unapologetic. Exactly. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to switch up in front of, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. Like I'm yeah. just going to do me. And then that's going to make you feel like, okay, well he's doing him. Like, go ahead and do, you know, let me, let me, let me do me. Yeah. It gives them permission, right? Exactly. Exactly. What, what are some barriers that you had to face getting into the dancing game? Cause I know a lot of people 
who they might have aspirations to dance. They might want to get on stage, be a backup dancer mm-hmm. or, you know, move it like Usher or somewhere yeah. like that. <laughs> and of course, they're going to come to some barriers. I'm sure you didn't, you didn't go without some trials and tribulations Heck, along the way. No, nah, man. I mean, honestly, uh, I think when I was younger, like the, the barriers vary when you're younger and when you're in your middle. And I mean, I'm, I'm 30 right now. So, I'm not at the end of my life, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, dance wise, people say, you know what? I, I want to dispel a, dispel a myth. Like people say, oh, you have to be this age to dance. You have to do this. I don't believe in that. Like hmm. you can be 60 years old. It's about loving what you're doing. So let's just throw that out the window. Yeah. Like there's no age for a dancer. I'm glad you said that because I've always loved dancing That's what I'm saying. and I've never taken any dance class yeah. or anything. And I've always thought to myself, like, man. I should maybe take a hip hop class. Yeah, you know, come to our to, class, bro. Like I, we got you. I I got you. I'm and, coming. And not only that, but like you got to think about it in this way. Everything in life is rhythmic. Mm. Like you you think like oh I'm I'm not I don't have rhythm. That's what that's what makes me. I'm not gonna say upset, but it's like we walk to a pace. Yeah. Like it's rhythmic. So like what people are saying when they say they can't dance, it's not necessarily. That they can't dance because everyone has rhythm inside of them. It's just that they're not comfortable with their natural rhythm mm. or or the predicated notion that you have to dance like him or her to be a said dancer. Yeah. And that's the big thing that we try to dispel because we're not like the average studio or average where it's like you have to learn all of this technique. And it is like, no, start start moving and then we'll we'll add on top of what Express you already have. Exactly. Express yourself. Exactly. I'm sorry. I, I totally walked away from the question. What, what was the original yeah. question about that, man? No, I, I, well, I kind of took you off of that with yeah. the uh, too, too old to dance. But you, the trials and tribulations yes. along okay. the way, you're saying how the different seasons through the different ages. Yeah. So for me, like the first the first trial was, you know, being a, a male dancer, being a male black dancer in a primarily black school. Um, and that was like, um, I think one of those things where it it kind of did damage when I was at first because it was like, you know, oh, you know, dancing is weak or dancing is seen as feminine or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then I went through those stages. But then at a certain point, I was like, yo, I got to do this for me. And then I even took it further at my high school and I went into ballet and that was like really hard for me to endure that and hear all this outside noise. And and because of that, I made some poor choices trying to prove mm. my masculinity or that I was something. But it's kind of funny because God used those same things to be able to speak in a young men's life who feel like they can't dance, who don't feel like they have enough strength to say, nah, I, I do this. Yeah. And then be able to be fruitful to say, yo, this is what this can lead to. Because that's huge. Because, I mean, I'm sure the outside noise, especially if you're you're taking ballet and whatnot, oh, it's yeah. probably a lot, of, a lot of other people challenging your masculinity. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, every day, like, it, it's either they reverence you and they don't, they don't say it out loud or they'll say out loud things because they're not bold enough to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double-sided coin because those same people, it's crazy. Like, I kid you not, throughout the years of my dance career, when they saw like things happening, things moving, those same people that were making fun of me literally were in my inbox saying, yo, you still dancing? That's great. Keep it up, man. Like, yeah. And so we learn, you know, I learned at a young age, like sometimes people push off their insecurities on you because really they admire what you're doing. They're really just a closeted fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we can't take, especially young men, we can't take what 
they're saying at face value because at that age you don't even know yourself you know what i'm saying so like that's my message to you know young young men who want to dance or and whatnot is that you know that it doesn't stop there like there's a there's a rainbow at the end of you know the The rain and the stuff that you've gone through there is a rainbow and that's the fact that people really are respecting what you're doing because it takes a lot of courage to do that absolutely absolutely so you push through all that where would you say if you're looking back right now where would you say was kind of the breakthrough in your dance career when you're kind of like this is it this is what i'm doing um i'm not gonna lie when i rolled in college i felt like um with Sam Houston State. And it was kind of like this mixture because um, not only do I have a, a dance background, but um, I went to school for theater. Mm-hmm. So like my dance has always been like more storytelling based versus like, you know, dance in of itself. Yeah. And so when I um, got to college, like I really invested time and effort and energy and I audited like almost every dance class that I could because I had that goal of wanting to be on So You Think You Can Dance. And for those who think like, oh, it it just comes naturally or whatever, I auditioned for that show five times. Wow. Like people don't really understand the process that comes with something. I heard no. I heard you're not good enough. I heard that you're not special. I heard, you know, all these things. I I traveled to different states. I went to Atlanta. I went to Dallas. I went to Austin. I went to... uh, uh, California. I yeah. mean, literally, I was chasing the dream, and a lot of people don't realize that. But when it comes to um, your goals or your ideas, like it's that perseverance that sets the tone. And so, for me, when I got to college, it's like, yo, I can do this, and I'm gonna like not in a sense prove people wrong, but I'm gonna do this for me because this is what I love to do, and this is my life, and I'm the only one that's responsible and accountable to the results that come from it. And when I realized that. When I realized that, that's when I was like, yo, I have to, I have to do this for me. Yeah. And it can't be an ask from anybody else. It has to be, it has to come from my soul and my heart. It has to be authentic to to what your purpose is and what you're doing. Exactly. I think a lot of people, when they look out and they think, okay, what can I do? They look for validation in others. Oh, yeah. And I'm never going to forget someone said, when people ask you what they should do, it's almost like they're asking you thinking you know them better than them. they know themselves. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think we have a generation and it's so easy to copy in this generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even tell you. I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> how many times people, even the whole premise and the idea of Express Vibe, how many times that's been ripped or taken or, you know, all this other stuff. But the thing is, is that and God reassured me of this is like nobody can take what's yours. But then also, like, to understand that when someone tries to take something, it's because they're inspired. Mm -hmm. And so to not take offense or, you know, be like, oh, you know, that sucks. But to, like, look at it as like, oh, you're finding your way. And hopefully that'll lead you to an answer that helps you understand yourself and your purpose better instead of, you know, being like... But it's easy. It's so easy to copy. And yeah. it's, it's copy and paste. This is what we live in right now. And I wish that, and that's, that's why this is so important because it's like, no, you have your own individual voice. You can make a platform that speaks to and caters to whatever it is that you desire. Mm-hmm. I don't want to grow you up to be like another me or to be like a miniature version of my wife or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I want you to grow up to be the fullest potential of yourself, whatever form that looks like. Yeah. Dance is just the venue. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the beginning. The rest is like you doing your thing, putting the pieces together. And I'm not going to let you 
fall anything under that. Like yeah. you got to be your own person and your own man because that's the way you contribute and give back to society. Absolutely. We need more people that are just individuals because that's the most beautiful thing is there yeah. is there is nobody else on this planet that's like you. Fingerprint. Right? You can you can have a a style, you can have a flow that's similar to somebody else, but yeah. at the end of the day when you peel back the layers. Yeah. You are 100% unique. Yes. And I think that's what people gravitate to. Yeah. We live in a time where they say a lot of times there's no more brand loyalty. Oh, yeah. It's not that there's no more brand loyalty. We're looking for something original. We're not looking for a copy. Yeah. And that's why the coveted Jordans or Mm -hmm. the the coveted sneakers or the collector items that people have, there's, there's limit in that. Yeah. You know, we're sure. we're no longer in a time where we seek the copies of everybody having a cell phone. Yeah. We want the limited edition. Yeah, that, that's true. That <laughs> snap, snap, snap. There's nothing more limited than you. Yeah, thank you. For <laughs> Dang, all right. All right, cool. Thank you, Ted. You know, I had Appreciate to go there. You. Had to Appreciate go there. You, man. That was a good that was a good little thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you as well, man. Like Absolutely. I see you doing your thing. I see you grinding on the news, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're bringing you're bringing life and love to people. And not only that, but like the platform to be able to share stories that engage and help other people out mm-hmm. of their seasons of doubt and, you know, confusion. Like, I mean, I was listening the other day. And so for me, it's like, this is a service and this is what not only the city of Greenville needs, but beyond like Man. people need to know that there is that light at the end of the tunnel. There is that moment of breaking through. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, I feel honored to, even get the opportunity to sit here and talk oh, like, dude. for real well i'm happy to have you man and and that's the thing i'm kind of i'm sharing my seasons in real time on this podcast and, yeah. and it always seems to coincide with the guests that i have and yeah. and what's going on that's what i love about the authenticity here yeah. right and my current season is a switch of that full acceptance the who i am and, yes, and what i have yeah, to bring to yeah, the table yeah. What is it like when you fully embrace who you are and you get to express that, not just in dance, but really every single day? Like every time I see you, I love it. I'm like, look at the shoes. <laughs> I have to have something that pops. I'm not going to lie. Like, and I was t- I was speaking to some kids um, at a school recently, and it was like that whole tagline, like, why um, fit in when you were born to stand out? Mm-hmm. It was kind of on that premise. And what I realized is that... Um, I kind of switched it up. I said, uh, you're not going to fit in because you were born to stand out. Like, yeah. It's not even a question. It's like, you're not going to fit in. If you're truly honoring yourself, you're not going to fit in. You're going to stand out. And so for me, I've always looked at it from a perspective of like, yo, I just have to do me so hard. And I've realized that people either love it or they hate it. Yeah. Like, And that's the juxtaposition that I've always faced my entire life because I'm unapologetic. I'm loud. I'm the dude that'll walk in with a glitter jacket Mm -hmm. and look at everybody like, what? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not that I'm better than anybody, but it's just like, that's how I express myself. Like I love, I love MJ and what he stood for that, that grandioseness of him, but he was also humble as a person. Yeah. Um, I respect uh, Jesus Christ. He was very controversial but at the same time, loving and kind, like these figures are people and, and you know, things that I look up to personally and um, and I have reverence for. And so for me, it's like understanding how how to 
be comfortable in that. Yeah. When you feel that intimidation, when you feel that threatenedness. And, you know, it, it does make me sad because my intentions are never to make someone feel like that. Mm-hmm. But I also discovered on the other side is that you can't dim your light because it makes other people co- uncomfortable. Yeah. And you have to continue and forge on regardless of, you know, persecution or, you know, how it makes some people feel small. Like, you can't really care. Yeah. And um, I think that's the part I've been working on personally is like, yo, like, I, I rubbed someone the wrong way and they just didn't like me. And it's like, but, you know, there are people who love you. Yeah. And there's going to be people who just don't like you. And I'm not going to lie, that bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because my intention, like, literally, I swear, like, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, my aim is never to trigger someone or to make them feel small. Like, I'm the guy who will literally see somebody in the corner and it's like, nobody's talking to them. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to pull you in. Yeah, pull you in. Like, And that's, I, I thrive and I love the underdog. Like, because at a certain point, because of my circumstances, I was that. Yeah. And I never wanted to feel um not included or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I know what that felt like. So for me, I use whatever whatever gifts I have to pull people in. Say you're accepted, you're loved, you're appreciated, and 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 then in turn that gives them confidence to be like, yeah, you know what, I am. Like I don't have to keep playing this role small. Yeah. But because of that, unfortunately, I get very ousted and all that other stuff, and you know, it just and comes with the territory. It's bound to happen. Anybody that's one hundred percent being themselves, chasing who they are, expressing that, it's going to rub some people the wrong way, and yeah. most of the people that get rubbed the wrong way they simply haven't discovered themselves yet yeah so of course like you say pushing out their insecurities onto you and that's what happens the funniest thing about it is you know there there are north of six billion people in this world if 99 percent of the world does not like you you still have millions of people that love you that's a fact <laughs> and, and and if you focus on like me and andre like to say that one percent right we get one percent better each day we just keep being ourselves or you have one percent of the population that likes you yeah. Well, you still have millions that have your back. So don't focus on the billions that haven't accepted you for who you are yet That's because true. you still have a lot of people in your corner. That's good stuff. Absolutely, man. Yeah. As we're coming towards the end of the podcast right now, I'm interested to know what's one of the biggest storms you've been through in your life that gives you confidence moving forward with everything you're, try- you're, you're trying right now, express vibes, your wife, the, the, the family life. There's always going to be storms that come in our future. But what gives you confidence from something you've overcome in the past? Um, I'm trying to think of a particular situation. Um, what's one of the biggest storms I've had to overcome? Because life always has them for it us. Does, you know? It does. It does. <laughs> um, honestly, I if I can really like pin it down, it's not even like a situation. It's just constantly being misunderstood. Because I am who I am. Yeah. Like, and I, like, literally, I've lost sleep over that sometimes because wow. it, again, my heart is not like, I think I think so polarly different from everybody in the world. Like, I feel like there's enough to go around. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't need to be focusing on tearing each other down or competing or doing this. I feel like we can do competition, but in the right way. Like we can gather forces like, you know, Andre and you and me and like, you know, people of the city, great event, uh, you know, uh, people yeah. and come together and create. Again, like I said on my tech, come together and create something the world has never seen. And so I, I like, 
that bothers me that we as a human society have not realized that we are so much stronger together than we are apart. Yeah. And that rips that that like that destroys me. And so for me, I just want to bring as many people together as possible mm-hmm. to do something great because I know I know that I can't do I can I'm limited. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just like I could I could do an event with me and my family. Yeah. And then boom. Like that's it. But if I invite, if I invite my boy and then I invite, you know, homegirl over here and, and then, then I invite, invite this establishment. Yeah. And then you get your hands in it. And then, you know, like look 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 what happened. Because the more that we bring to it, the bigger it becomes. Yeah. And so for me, I look at Greenville like, yo, this is like a gym. Mm-hmm. Greenville is a gym. Like it is like the mecca of something like fresh. And I will never lose that vision. But, you know, including myself, like, because you do have to kill your ego in order to work together. I'm not yeah. pointing fingers, like, certainly. Well, they always say, um, I love this quote. It says, if you want to lead the orchestra, you have to turn your back to the crowd. You know? Oh, <laughs> that's the word I needed to hear. Come on, Ted. Yeah. Come so on. You're going to have to turn your back to the crowd. Exactly. So that's the, that's the way you, you strip the ego and that's the way you kind of get rid of the false beliefs that you have, right? Yeah. And you step into your greatness by forgetting about the crowd. Stop trying to please all the others and just focus on yourself and your craft and what you're trying to build and what you're trying to grow. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. definitely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. What are the um, the rainbows you're now chasing? Man, I'm not going to lie. I just, for me, I want to see uh, families come together uh you know, that's a big part of what Express Vibe is. It's mm-hmm. not just the dance aspect. It's like, you know, you see me, my wife, and my daughter operate yeah. together at the same time. And it's like hoping that either if there's broken homes, that they can see this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like to operate in excellence and to do it with faith and to do it with love. Like, it's so much bigger than just dance. Like, we want to heal people's hearts. We want to give them a platform to say, yo, I'm stressed the hell out. Like, yo, I'm about to snap on somebody. And that's (laughs) totally fine because guess what? The community is going to come around you and say, yo, I feel the same way too. Can I pray for you? Can I, you know, can we talk about it? Like, maybe I can help you out. Like, because that that is what makes the, you know, machine run Mm -hmm. as if we're there for one another and we're covering one another. So for me, I'm just looking next forward to that. And this next event we have coming up, and it's the last weekend in January at Haywood Mall. Okay. And it's going to be spec spectacular nice like man we got some we got some great talents coming out dj sauce son of ice um a couple of exhibition battles nice uh <laughs> you know and the, the, i don't know man it's gonna be crazy i'm excited for that okay yeah. 2020 last week in january yes 2020 last week in january i think it's january 25th if i'm not okay. mistaken um but it's going to be from 3 to 5 p.m and uh, it's going to be stage and spectacle. Nice. It's going to be nice. Nice. It's going to be normal. Jarrell, how can folks get in touch with you, reach out to you, find out more of everything you're doing with Express Vibes and all that? So, so it's cool story. We're about to actually launch our website in two weeks. So you'll be able to do that. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. you can find us on Instagram and Facebook 
at X-P-R-E-S-S-V-I-B-E. Um, 777 for Facebook and then Express Vibe uh, for Instagram. And uh, yeah, just stay rocking with us. We post dance videos um, and we're actually crowdfunding. So if you'd like to participate in giving and knowing what our mission is, uh, yeah, please, please do that. Yeah. We would love it. And I'll be sure to put all the links and everything in the show notes as well, sharing the website when it goes live. Uh Drell, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, brother. (laughs) It's been an honor being able to sit down and talk with you know, Ted. Yeah. Hey, we're going to have to have you back on the show, man, for sure. Let's do it. Definitely. Well, thanks so much. And anybody that made it to the end of the show, there was so much value here. I think you guys have to go back and play this again because I loved it when first first tidbit I took away when Jarrell said dance is spiritual and life is rhythmic. Yeah. Like if, if you think you don't know how to dance, it's just because you're not yet comfortable with your own rhythm yet. Embrace it. And of course, you're not going to fit in. I spent my whole life trying to fit in and the biggest... <laughs> The biggest breakthrough for me was when I realized I'm meant to stick out, and so are you. Mm. And you are the most limited edition of anything else on this planet. You are unique. You, you are uniquely you. Nice. So go ahead and embrace that. Drell, thanks again, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you. And like we always say, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. Mm. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Hey. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.